Hey there, Gretchen here. Welcome to Fleet FYI's, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that makes fleet management strategy smarter by bringing to you nearly two decades worth of data insights, industry hot topics, and expert analysts together in conversation. Our aim is to help you better understand your data and your key metrics by hosting candid conversations with some of the industry's finest. But before we begin, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, thanks for hitting the play button. I'm so glad you decided to come along for the ride and have a listen. Once you finish today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Give us a rating, tell us what you liked or perhaps what you didn't, or you can leave us a comment or a question about what we've covered today. Also, if you have a topic that you'd love for us to cover but we haven't touched on yet, let us know. We'd be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. Sound good? All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Fleet FYI's podcast. Who else can believe that the holidays are literally already right around the corner? Is it just me? I mean, I know I said that last week, but I mean, this time I can say that Christmas is next week. I mean, how crazy is that? The year is already about to close out, and I think officially we're at less than two weeks until 2021, which cue the huge sigh of relief there. But with a new year, as I'm sure you know, comes challenges and trends that carry over from the previous year, and 2021 is no different. One thing that I'm noticing is the digitization of fleet, and more specifically when I say that, I mean with fleet and industry networking, taking to online platforms and reliance on technology more so and higher than ever before. Now, this is something to be anticipated as COVID-19 threw us all for a loop and created this new technologically connected but socially distant normal. It's made us rethink how we network, how we connect with our peers, and how we carry out our day-to-day operations. But to help me dig into this topic just a little bit more, I've brought Anne Brown-Haley on for today's episode. She's currently the Director of Administration for the Electric Utility Fleet Managers Conference, otherwise better known as EUFMC, and she'll be bringing some fantastic insights as to how this conference and their digital shift will occur, because if you didn't know, they're going digital this year, and they just made the announcement a couple weeks ago. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Anne. Welcome to the Fleet FYI's podcast. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really excited to talk about the conference with you. Awesome. So I'd love to get started by letting our audience get to know you. Could you perhaps introduce yourself and maybe give us a little overview on your current role? Happy to. Well, I have been with the EU FNC since 1993. That was my first conference. I'm the director of administration for the event. So back in 1993, when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, or before the internet, which some would argue is the same thing, but my background was in hospitality and administration, and I started part-time, and the conference has grown so much, especially in the last 10 years. I became full-time about 13 years ago, and working for a, a group of utility people made a lot of sense for me. My father actually, although he was not a fleet manager, spent his career with Florida Power and Light Company. So I, I know I know my customers. 
That's awesome. But most folks in fleet know about the Electric Utility Fleet Managers Conference. But for those that don't, could you tell me about the EUFMC, for example? What's the history? Um, Maybe expand on why it got started and perhaps what someone could expect if they were to attend? Oh, absolutely. We are all about history with the EUFMC. The conference itself has been taking place since 1953. Many people don't know that we're a nonprofit association, so we exist to present this conference. And because we're located here in Williamsburg, Virginia, Colonial Williamsburg is here, which is a living history museum. Uh, the conference is known as the Williamsburg Show. And Williamsburg is, is a terrific destination for families, and uh, it's, it's a place that many people enjoy returning to year after year. So when you have an event like this that takes place over all these decades in the same location, you can bet that we have a lot of traditions. And I would say that the greatest tradition is the relationships built at the conference. For many of us, a lot of us have been around the conference for a long time. So the conference itself, the events, it's a great reunion. We see friends that we only see once a year and we catch up at different points during the conference. It's a very warm event, very friendly. Um, Another tradition that you recognize about the conference is that the board members that plan the event, they're volunteers. So the board represents utility fleets from across the country. So what the conference is, is it is planned by fleet professionals for fleet professionals. And then I take over from those plans and I create the event. So I'm involved with registration, marketing, sponsorship, the equipment shows, speaker arrangements, all those things. But um, we have a lot of traditions. Another one would be the drive-through demonstration. That's the event for which we're known in the industry. The first morning of the conference, manufacturers pull equipment up in front of a grandstand full of our fleet professionals. And in just a few minutes, any new technology and equipment that suppliers want to show is brought to the forefront. So if it's new, you're going to see it in our drive-through. That's so cool. And I love Go ahead. I was going to say, well, we celebrate a lot of our history. Uh, We actually have a history page on our website. You can view a video from the 1986 drive-through demonstration. It's a great time capsule if anyone is interested in that sort of thing. It gives you a visual for how much the equipment has changed and the way it hasn't. And back when a lot of pickup trucks were brown and men wore a lot of black. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But um, another tradition is our roundtables. Many fleet attendees place great value on our roundtable discussions. It's a sharing of best practices that's a core part, truly, of our educational content. Our roundtables are also a little different from others that fleet professionals may participate in because the roundtable includes both fleet professionals and manufacturers, which is, again, a little different from some others and something that just allows for an even greater exchange of ideas. Mm-hmm. It used to be that the conference membership was only investor-owned utility fleets, and that core membership has been expanded. We now include contractors, cooperatives, municipalities, and others. So we really try to serve a utility fleet that has the same, shares the same equipment and needs. Mm-hmm. So we have all these traditions that I've talked to you about, but... What's really worked for us is that 
we haven't lost sight of our original mission, which is bringing together decision makers from fleets and manufacturers in a valuable forum. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love that you brought up the whole networking piece and, you know, really getting to know people and almost this aspect of a reunion for a conference like this. And because the history is, it runs so deep, you know, it's very well known in the industry. And as we're all aware, this year has been so tough, specifically for in-person gatherings and events like the EUFMC conference. So I'm curious to know, during the pandemic, what do you think has been the biggest challenge surrounding the conference itself? Wow. It hasn't been a very difficult year. So in a year before this, or as I called the before times, we would attract fleet representatives from over 70 companies in the U.S., from Canada, some from the Caribbean, and over 300 reps from our manufacturers and service providers. And creating that network is truly what we're all about. You You want that discussion about your challenges, find out the similarities and what you're facing and learn new things. And networking with suppliers helps resolve some of those issues. So having to cancel this gathering this year meant having to find a way to remain relevant and on the minds of our attendees in a year without a meeting. And as fast as the utility industry and the players in it are changing, not having an event for us meant we lost the opportunity to reach out to our members and bring in new ones. We've worked very hard to position the conference as an event that fleet professionals don't want to miss. So we need to continue to present elevated quality and value in a way that works at a time you can't gather. So it's been difficult to determine the best way to reach our members, just knowing that life is so intense and complicated right now. Right. You know, for me as a meeting planner, I can't plan. It's oh dear. the basis of what I do. So all, all process is thrown on its head, and I keep saying, you know, it's X factor times the pandemic. It's the pressure of work items in a normal setting times the pandemic. But as all of us have at home, it's family life times the pandemic. The smallest things are, are elevated. Absolutely. And, you know, connection is such a huge, I mean, it's a massive component of pretty much every industry. And, um, you know, in-person conferences, they really help um, to administer the connection between professionals um, like fleet managers in this instance, and it really helps them connect with each other. How do you think that um, EUFMC is going to be able to still provide that connection aspect um, in, say, for example, a digital format? That's the key question. Uh, It really harkens back some to the expectations that you mentioned before. In a normal year, our attendees can look forward to a program on topics related to fleet management that are topics actually taken from feedback from our attendees. So you also get that great takeaway of the content plus the network that you receive by attending where all about fostering relationships. So we'll need to find a new way to do that. Uh, Someone new to fleet management comes to EUFMC immediately. They have a significant group of network, a a group or network to call on and key suppliers they can call on. So we need to find a format that'll work for us and something uh, that replaces that value. So this year when we made the decision to cancel the conference, we launched the EUFMC Education Connection. 
So that brought some of the same information on current and pertinent topics on a regular basis to our fleet attendees, our, our roster base. The education connection actually grew organically from our March board of director conference calls. So many issues were coming up so quickly back in the spring and board members were exchanging about those issues on the calls. And we knew almost immediately that we could expand those conversations to include our roster of fleets. So within two weeks of announcing the cancellation of the in-person event, we distributed our first Education Connection newsletter, and we asked fleet managers to send their responses on specific issues. So I'm really proud of our swift pivot and that we found a way to provide a valuable exchange. The Education Connection covered you know, how you work with essential personnel, prevented maintenance, um, connecting while working remotely, handling workforce issues related to illness and quarantine, sanitizing vehicles, single driver, single vehicle policies, and we actually created our usual education report based on the questions that we sent out and the answers that we received and shared from fleet professionals, and that's actually found on our website currently. So we had those topics. We also branched out into some of the issues that we always present as part of our general session, uh, legislative and regulatory issues and some legal issues. But you're right, we are striving to keep the conference as a top industry event, and we want to lead the effort in getting fleet concerns in front of our members. So our goal for the virtual conference in 2021 is a lot of the same. Continue this mission to provide this valuable information and do it in a way that's of high quality that's been the hallmark of UFMC. I mean, we've been doing this for six decades. I I'm, I'm feel certain that we're going to be able to continue to connect with our educational sessions, some virtual exhibits, some interactive roundtables, and, and just keep our forum going. One thing we're hoping is that by removing the obstacle of traveling to Williamsburg, we'll actually have more fleet professionals participate, and that'll just add to the valuable interaction. We know, above all, that fleet managers always like to hear from other fleet managers. So that'll be a priority, and we'll be putting fleet managers at the forefront of the virtual event, as we always have. And let's face it, everyone has sat through virtual events that have just not been productive, mm -hmm. haven't, haven't, been, haven't been as fun, honestly. And so we've learned a lot about what we don't want. So taking those experiences, we're still committed to finding that same top-level education content, facilitate some valuable interactions, even if that maybe has to be done in smaller groups, and provide that forum. But also, I guarantee you, we're still going to have some fun along the way. Uh, and I think for at least for 2021, we're going to offer some, some discounts on participation and registration with, with the hope that that's going to entice all the more people, because the more representatives we have participating, all the more value is is there's going to be across the board. Oh, I totally agree. And I love that you brought up the, the sometimes they can be boring virtual events. And that's not to be rude to anyone putting them on. But I think when people are completely virtual for, you know, as long as it's been, I think now it's at about the nine to 10 month mark, roughly. But 
people get Zoom fatigue or Google Meet fatigue or whatever video conference meet fatigue that you have. So you have to find a way to captivate their attention and really try and keep the focus on the event you're having, you know? Exactly. So I think that you can expect that perhaps the sessions may not be as long in endurance, but we'll try to make them as efficient as possible to get the key points, the most relevant information out in in bursts that'll keep your attention and then switch it up to something else and then come back to, to yet another subject. So I'm I'm really excited. It's it's going to be a lot like uh, EU FMC TV, except you're you're going to get to actually speak with people and, and ask questions, and um, there'll be some some fun gamifications and some incentives to click around and make as many connections as you can. I love that EU FMC TV. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, are you going to have your equipment drive through on EU FMC TV this year? Not exactly. We're going to facilitate that in some other ways. Um, Obviously, we have a lot of sponsors that have supported us all these years and many new ones. So most of the attention will be on uh, the sponsors for any kind of video. But there will be actually a 3D virtual exhibit show. Uh, where you can click around on the different booths and and visit so that that all of our vendors that are participating have an opportunity to connect. That's awesome. That sounds really cool. So actually, I'm curious now then. So since it sounds like you have a really strong plan to go digital in this coming year, but now that you've done so, do you think you'll keep that option available for future conferences? Say, for example, you can have your in-person event, but then also keep that digital platform as an available option for people maybe that can't travel to come see you? Sure. That's definitely an important consideration. And we have that in the back of our minds currently as we plan for 21. Obviously, we all hope that we won't feel the need to have a fully virtual conference after 2021. We hope that it won't be necessary. But what's really fun is that the technology that's available to us in presenting anything virtually is changing. And many things are coming out. I know that just in a couple of weeks in speaking with our current platform providers, something new has already been added. So there's that aspect, but I think that it's possible we would consider a hybrid event. So you'd have the option of of getting the value from USNC in person or virtually, and that should help uh, as we get into some kind of recovery, but it it also will be interesting to see the impact that has on fleet representatives participating that just haven't had the opportunity to travel to us in the past. So we are working toward returning to an in-person conference in 2022 with all of its social and networking opportunities, but obviously the meetings industry has been very impacted by the pandemic and the restrictions on gathering, and of course everyone wants to be safe. So I definitely think there will be new things to consider in the future. Absolutely. And have you seen, as you've been planning this digital event and digital conference, have you seen any trends um, for digitization from, you know, maybe other people in the fleet industry, maybe other conferences or other events that have already happened this year? Well, the trend that I see is the need to be flexible. 
So whatever format you're using, um, we need to be flexible in that. And again, it will be very interesting to see what the advances in technology are going to have to offer to us, not just in terms of presenting virtually, but also some of the things that are happening in the industry. It's, it's, in a, very, it's a very exciting time for electrification and things like that that um, we're going to want to know about. And events like UFMC are going to be a great way to, to get that information out. Of course, it's, it, the main thing is going to be interesting to see how long it's going to take for any in-person event to stay the same. How long is it going to take before anyone's comfortable gathering? And mm-hmm. probably a lot of our behaviors will have to change. And I'm sure that we'll, we'll know better after 21 what we can expect going forward. But the technology is going to make it very interesting. I'm sure, you know, and I think when people are looking at perhaps certain challenges that, um, you know, organizations maybe that have pivoted to a digital forum already have faced, Uh I'm curious what you think, you know, if you have an organization that's pivoted to this digital forum with then the goal of going back to in-person, like you had mentioned, EUFMC would like to do that again in 2022, what do you think some of the challenges or the roadblocks might be from that almost you could call it a repivot, so to say, once yeah. the pandemic has waned? Right. Well, the challenge is none of us know what the new normal is going to look like. Um, and as I said, you know, pavers will have to change. I mean, will the handshake ever come back? Uh, we're used to gathering in, in very large groups for some of our events. So it'll be interesting to see what, what meals look like. Um, I think that the aspect of the education sessions and the roundtables, I think that that can be easily achieved. But some of the other larger events, we may have to get get really creative in in how we handle that part. Uh, And there's another segment to this, which is the cost, right? So a lot of these platforms and some of this digitization, this is expensive. So you have to create an event with strong enough registration and interest so that you can expand into more of the virtual and digitized presentations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I find kind of funny is if you're putting on a digital event, it's always much more expensive to the person putting it on rather than, you know, the person attending. Whereas it's kind of flipped almost with in-person events because you can say, oh, well, if we're covering this, then the ticket prices could be adjusted because of that. So it's it's an interesting, I would say almost you could call it a challenge or a roadblock, but just interesting to navigate nonetheless. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the challenge, right? So that's going to be the challenge that, that we have is to create something that still is interesting, that is valuable, and has some, some takeaway value instant, instantly for the fleet representatives. I have heard many fleet representatives over the years tell me that the EUFMC roundtable alone, gave, they were able to come away with at least three things that were going to deliver cost savings to them and managing their fleet and that those three things are going to pay for their participation. So I don't see that changing. I think that the exchange of ideas in our forums are going to deliver that same value. That's amazing. And I'm so happy to hear that. And I will just say, I, for one, I really do hope the handshake comes back in 2022. <laughs> I, I'm a little tired of elbow bumps. I'll be perfectly oh, honest do. with and you there. We have such a strong team 
we have a very small staff. Uh, there's two of us that are full-time for the conference, and we have uh, some part-time team members as well. And we receive a lot of compliments on our on our warm welcome, and I really hope that we're going to be able to do that again. We, we want you to feel welcome from the moment you arrive. Um, and the conference in person, we actually have family and, in particular, spouse activities. So we really encourage the fleet professionals to come bring family members, bring spouses or social guests and, and, and make it an event for your personally as well as professionally. So I'm really hoping we can get back to that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Absolutely incredible. So, um, and is there anything else regarding, you know, either the digitization of fleet conferences or EUFMC that we haven't touched on yet that you'd like to add? Uh, I don't, believe so, just that we're going to have a lot more details coming out in, in January about EUFMC 21. The schedule is going to be a little different this year. Normally, everyone would be ready to register in January and February. They'd want to get a hotel room. You're not going to need a hotel room this time. <laughs> so some of our uh, registration process may happen slightly later, and we're still in the process of changing over all the information on our website and so this is a little bit of, uh, in terms of timing, an in-between time for us, but you can certainly check the website for updates. We have a LinkedIn page, and anyone can always email me. My contact information is on eufmc.com, and the changes will be there. And I also encourage any fleet representatives out there to reach out to me. If, if you want to be on our distribution list, as a fleet professional with conference information, please get in touch. And I'd love to put you in the group and you can stay in touch with us that way. How perfect. That's so great. And, and again, thank you so much for taking the time to um, hop on our podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for the opportunity. This was really fun. The EUFMC is such a great event that, you know, as Anne said, it has a massive amount of history to go alongside it. And I think that the opportunity for connection that EUFMC provides really is one of the best aspects about a conference like this, whether it's in person or digital like it will be in 2021. And, you know, perhaps this might seem to be a bit of a cliche, but truly, I do think that it's the people that make the industry and specifically the relationships that are built and maintained in that community. It can be so incredibly powerful, especially when a conference such as this can make it so accessible. And I think it'll be really exciting to see how EUFMC continues on with this transition in 2021 for their first ever digital conference. The link for all of the information that Anne was talking about and for EUFMC's website will be in the description of this episode, as well as on the show notes on our website, which is utilimark.com, spelled out U-T-I-L-I-M-A-R-C.com. You'll be able to learn more about the conference, connect with Anne, and so much more. Now, if you're planning on virtually attending the conference this year, I would love if you would let us know. You can tag us on LinkedIn with the hashtag UtilimarkFleetFYIs because who knows, we might just see you there. 
As for me, that's all this year and for season one of Fleet FYIs. We will see you next year in January with a fresh season, a new sound, and an incredible lineup that I think you'll love. And as always, if you have any topics that you'd love for us to discuss, or if you'd like to be on Fleet FYIs yourself, just send us an email at marketing at utilimark.com. I'll catch you later.